service. What's up, podcast listeners? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I'm your host, Tank Smith. It's uh, <laughs> it's Tuesday. We are we're back once again. Uh, it's episode six. Fuck yes. <laughs> If you uh, if you if you if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thanks for thanks for being here. And if you uh, if you've been with us for a couple weeks, perhaps even been with us since the beginning, since conception. Uh, thanks for thanks for thanks for being here. I really do appreciate it. I uh, if you uh, if you uh, if you if you haven't yet, uh, give us a follow on social media. We're on uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Full Service Pod at Full Service Pod. My uh, my personal Twitter and Instagram, if y'all feel like giving it a follow at Tank Funkadelic, uh, but no, I I uh, I think yeah, right to the podcast, right to the podcast. Let us know how we're doing. You know, I uh, last week's episode was on uh, how to book an escort. I uh, spoke to a couple people. Uh, it's a positive feedback, but you know, I'm sure not everybody felt like that. So uh, if you didn't, if you didn't like the podcast, or if you feel like if, if you feel any way about the podcast, write in. You know, I want to know who's uh, who's checking it out. So uh, write in the podcast. Let me let me know what's up. Um, but if you're listening right now, fucking appreciate it. Um, this is episode six. Um, like I mentioned last week, I got an interview today. <laughs> Alexis Reynolds. I'm so excited for this interview. Um, we filmed this. I filmed this. I think at either the end of august or beginning of september so it was a little while ago uh but this, this is still one of the, my favorite interviews that i've done um alexis has worked as a, an escort for the past 10 years uh she's been a cover model she's been a, uh, a centerfold in a nationally ranked fetish lifestyle magazine she's done live bdsm shows burlesque dance like it's fucking we got it's her resume is fucking that's fucking impressive uh, but no, her, uh, her Twitter is at your GF Alexis R. Uh, go give her a fucking, give her a fucking follow on Twitter. Um, <laughs> her Instagram, um, it's model Jordan sin on Instagram. And I'll link, uh, both her Twitter and Instagram in our, uh, Libsyn page, as well as her link to her uh, website. Uh, so yeah, go check it out. This is my interview with Alexis Reynolds. Thanks. Are back once again. I am. Uh, I'm lucky today. This is gonna be a great interview. I have Alexis Reynolds here with me today. Thanks for being on the podcast. Oh my God! Thanks for having me. I'm so stoked to be here. Awesome! Heck yeah! We are in Atlanta once again. Uh, I know you're here for a couple of days. Are you do any do anything good while you're here? What? I... I mean, I'm supposed to not be cheating. I'm supposed to be eating clean, but I really want to go to the varsity and get some chili cheese fries. Nice. If I don't, I kind of want to catch a show at St. James Live. Okay. I really love the jazz and R&B shows. They Where, uh, there. Where's that? Um, I don't know the exact address, but it's a gorgeous venue. They have a red carpet you can take photos on. No shit. Battle service and everything. Nice. It's a little more of a, a classy, elegant date place. But okay. you, there's a lot of comedy in the house, so you can really let really? loose and Fuck yeah. dance and laugh. It's and at St. James Live. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, I think you'll love it. Well, is it better than the varsity? Um, it's a totally different <laughs> vibe. <laughs> the food is really good, so I'll say either way, I'm going to eat. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We're eating eat. eat either way. That's <laughs> but the entertainment value on either end is good. Okay. You'll still get good entertainment at the varsity. So, yeah. Just go outside. <laughs> it's 
good stuff. I love the varsity though. That's that's yeah, that's my that's my spot. <sighs> that comfort food though. I mean, I think chili cheese is my love language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck a fuck a gift. I just want a, right. I just want some chili cheese <laughs> fries. Chili cheese on something. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. Well, thanks thanks for being on the podcast. I know uh, where uh, where are you where are you uh, based? I know you're not based out of Atlanta. Where are you uh, based out of? Where are you? Um, I'm closer to Augusta. I actually moved to Aiken, South Carolina, which is where I was born and raised. Um, just to get away from all the noise and everything. I used to live in Columbia. South okay. Carolina, but I, I travel t- about two or three days a week to a, a major city. Oh, sweet. Whether I'm doing a fly me to you or just on a random tour. So when I go home, I want it quiet. Yeah. So it's definitely quiet. It's country. What, uh, Aiken, how many, how many people is it? It's like, like a rural, is it a rural it's, place? It used to be, and we got voted the top uh, small town in the U.S., um, top small town in the South. Really? Uh, but we have a lot of people coming from New York and California and stuff now. Okay. Uh, just they've all migrated, so who knows how many people we have now? It's it's overcrowded, and oh, they're starting to come to blows <laughs> really? because there's not enough room for everyone. Really? They brought their own drama. Northerners, what are you doing coming down <laughs> south? We don't want you. <laughs> they don't like us. <laughs> Man, were you? Did you? So you are like I guess you're a transplant. So you're like a. You're one of the ones that's... Uh... Oh, no. I was born there, and I oh, just shit. decided to come back. Oh, shit. So nice. now I'm watching all these people move. Oh, God. So you're like, Europe get out of my... Europe, yeah. and the North, <laughs> and the West, and they're all coming here, and they're like, we don't like all these guns. We're going to cull the deer with, like, snipers and bows and arrows. And they're like, um, this is not okay. And we're really? like, we've been doing this yeah. since before you guys got here. So they run out in the, the road. You got to do something Yeehaw. about these fucking deer. God damn. <laughs> you wanted a horse farm with no deer, but... This is how you get rid of the deer. Yeah, you gotta you gotta shoot the deer. And Sometimes it happens. Oh boy, <laughs> it's gonna get rowdy. Fuck yeah, Aiken, Aiken, South Carolina. What's uh? I know you said you uh, travel a bunch. What's uh? What's your favorite city to go to? You think? Um, in the U.S., Charleston. Charleston. Sure. Love Charleston. I went once. I went on the USS oh, Yorktown yeah, when I was a kid. It's so hot and like sweaty and stuffy in there. Yeah. But it was cool. It was a really cool tour. Um, I like the carriage tours because it's open air. Nice. I also love horses, which is why I live in Aiken. <laughs> See, the, the carriage the carriage tour, those are nice. Those are just, but I can't, I can't afford You those. learn a lot. Uh, each one is different, so you learn a different part of like the history. Oh, okay, just like it's all nice. over. I like see. I'm a I'm a double decker bus tour guy. Oh yeah, I like that's those me. Too. Oh, yeah. Uh, but now they have like street cars and stuff down there, and I mean, when it's not coming a hurricane, it's really nice to go down there. And yeah, my mom eat was the food. my mom was supposed to go down to Charleston this weekend for a wedding, but it's beautiful. That's not gonna happen, I guess. God, bad timing. Hurricane bad Dorian is, timing. is upon us. <laughs> well, it floods there anyway. Oh, like, Even if it's just raining. So, oh, okay. I mean, when you've got a city that old and the architecture and stuff, like it's it's hard to keep up. Yeah, it's one of the oldest cities on the East Coast. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, a lot of ghosts. It's I know Savannah. Savannah's Spooky. a ghost city too. I want to <laughs> do more ghost stuff in Savannah. Yeah. Um, Wilmington also. Really Wilmington also. Because uh, I lived in Raleigh, so I used to go down to Wilmington. That's the coast of North Carolina. That's another like haunted city. Oh, I love haunted places. Yeah, there's so, there's so much fun. I like I just like history, so I'm like, oh, somebody. I just like to scream. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to run around in the dark and scream. And they're like, is this a ghost tour? What's going? That lady. What's uh, that lady's just get her acting under like she's on a roller coaster. <laughs> she's just having a good time. Yeah, damn. <laughs> if you like haunted cities, if you hate haunted, subscribe to the podcast. Hey, we. Like... <laughs>
got to do that plug pretty early in the podcast always uh, <laughs> what about abroad what's your uh, favorite do you have a favorite city abroad um it's a toss-up for me between so far the places i've been i have some cool places marked but barcelona because it reminds me of charleston nice wide streets nice and friendly people beaches warm weather hotties there's a book um, shadow of the wind that takes place in barcelona you gotta you gotta check oh, that I out i need to read oh that i God. love to read so it's like in the awesome. 1940s yeah. i used to add to my list uh, but yeah, I love Amsterdam too. Amsterdam, obvious nice. <laughs> reasons. Amst- I've always wanted to go. I've never been. Oh, it's a great place to lose your mind and probably some of your dignity. Some of your <laughs> gotta keep a little bit, but most of it's gone. But most it's of contained it's within districts and hours. So How uh, you had... did you go to the red light district while you were I there? Did it was great. What was that um, like? I got to see a sex show with one of my best friends and. We got to spin on the stripper pole when it was done. They invited us to before the fire marshal kicked us all out. Is that like a? Ending. Is that like what happens at the end? Like at every show, they just spit on the pole, or how's that? Um, no, it was just there, and they saw me looking at it with that look in my eye, and they're like, <laughs> "Do you want to take a spin?" And I was like, "Oh, spin! Oh, absolutely, yes, okay, a spin." A, I thought you said spit. Spit! Ew! No. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no. at the end of every show, they <laughs> no. spit on the strip. What the? F- I've never been to. Okay, oh, a spin. No. Okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. We're good now. Fuck yeah. Okay. I took it for a whirl. Nice. It was nice. Um, but yeah, I, I loved the different windows and the different sections of town. Um, you can pretty much find whatever you're looking for. There's like, you know, the windows with the BBW category. And okay. And the, the tall, spelt girls, the plastic girls. And they're just kind of like dancing in the Some window. Some of them are dancing. Some of them are just making faces or... You know, adjusting their lingerie, their bikinis. Um, some of them are putting on their makeup. Some of them are on their cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get too close, they'll pull you in. They'll pull you in? They'll drag you in. And then can you get, like, can you got to pay, or how's it? I mean, you have to pay within the first few seconds you're in there, but... <laughs> <laughs> or else you're out. They'll give you a quote. That's pretty interesting. That's awesome. I thought it was really cool. I was like, how much to rent one of these booths so I can work in yeah. there? <laughs> I just like the attention of all the people walking by, taking pictures and staring. It's like, hey, is hey. Anyone, was anyone just like waving and nobody's looking just like, hey. Yeah, but that girl crossed her arms and was just like, no. <laughs> She's like, stop being dumb. I was in love like 50 times as I walked by. Damn. Did you talk to did you? Just, did you go in no, at all? No, they're mostly into uh, men. They, okay. they don't want women or couples really? generally. Even during the sex show, the woman was like, I need a male volunteer, men only. Okay. So I guess. They were they were jealous once you sure. got on the pole? Once you. No, everyone had cleared out. So oh, okay. It was cool. Oh, um, nice. I had just finished my drink and we were alone in there. So it was yeah, fine. Yeah, it's like, hey. Yeah. Nice. Why not? I'm just happy to have the invite. <laughs> yeah. Well, Amsterdam, Barcelona. Hell yeah. What, uh, what other, what's some other spots you've been? That's, that's. Um, well, I've been to Zurich. I've been all over the Caribbean. I've been to Mexico a couple of times. I've been to Canada. Um, I'm going to the south of France next. Sweet. It's going to be nice. Um, I have a friend who lives there and I love her very much. So if this works out, then I'm going to stay at her place longer in the spring so we can have more time together. That'll be cool. But yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're taking a train from Paris. It's going to be nice. nice. I went to France in high school. It was a good time. I don't love French food, and I'm very bad at speaking yeah. the language, but I'm going to give it my best shot. <laughs> I really just said pardon a lot, because I was like 16, right? so I was just like, pardon. <laughs> That's me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese, whatever that word is. That's That was it was a lot of that. That was, that was cool. <laughs> I'm going to be the most quiet I think I've ever been. Yeah, I'm I mean, going to sip wine and let my friend do all the talking. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be nice, though. 
Oh, yeah. Um, it's October, but I think the weather will still be nice. It's going to be on, like, the French Riviera. So oh, man. I think it'll still be very How long? How long are you going for? Uh, 12 days this nice. time. Uh, next time, I think I'll stay a month or more. I wanted to spend the summer, but uh, with everything going on, it just didn't work out. Yeah. So I was like, maybe another time. That's cool, I need though. to focus. That's the... Uh, I wish I could do that. That'd be nice. I you gotta, can come with me. I gotta... I gotta... Oh! You heard it here, folks! Come I'm coming. I accept it. I accept it. Guys, I'm going to France! Guys, I'm... abroad. <laughs> I'm going to France! Yes, it's official. Uh, full service. Thank you. Mm. Uh, heck yeah. Awesome. I appreciate... Thanks for coming on the podcast. Again. Oh, thank gotta, you for having me. You're so awesome. Yeah. I uh, I, saw, I looked at your website. Your 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 resume is amazing on your. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's amazing. So I'm looking here. Musical videography, cover model. You've been a centerfold in a fetish lifestyle magazine. Live beauty, burlesque. That's escort. That's that's incredible. That's a. I have tried to have my hand in a little bit of everything. Um, until someone tells me no, you can't do that. Yeah. I'm gonna do You're it. You're gonna do it. I'm gonna give it a go. Um, I wanted to just try every facet of the adult entertainment underworld that I could get my hands on. What do you think your favorite has been so far? Mm. Or is there is can you put a favorite on? <sighs> There's so many. Uh, I love it all, but I really love performing. Okay. Um, I love events. I love to go go. I love burlesque. Um, I'm trying to get more into fire shows. Okay. Um, it's really hard to get permits in the U.S. to do fire performances, but... Is that like fire spinning or what kind of fire... Yeah, sh- uh, like... fire dancing, the fans and, you know, the crown that's lit and everything like that. I don't think I've... Yeah. I've only seen like the fire, like where you got like a rope and then I oh, guess no. two ends. I'm and not brave enough to spin the ropes. It's got to be like something that? close to my body. <laughs> like, okay. Something small that I can control. Okay. I'm not much of a baton twirler or anything oh, like that. <laughs> That'd be, that'd be kind of... That would be dope. That's intense. But that's not me. <laughs> not yeah. that coordinated. <laughs> I can pretend I'm coordinated for about a minute and a half at a time. That's what I do with stand-up. <laughs> I pretend that I'm pretty good for like 10 minutes, and then they're like, oh, and that's enough. <laughs> Any more than that, they're like, get off I'm the I'm like, stage. don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. But thank you. Thank you for researching me and knowing these things about me most people don't know that i've done all these things yeah no that's, a, that's i forget a, sometimes myself yeah it's a it's an impressive resume you got to put in i feel like you got to put in work to like achieve all like um well a lot of it's winging it for me it's like if somebody needs a stand-in they're like here you have about a minute to learn this new skill either do it or don't i'm yeah. like i force i love pressure i love being put on the spot so when they put me on stage, it's go or don't, what just do, you, do or die. What's the most people you think you've performed, like, done the performance in front of? Hmm. Maybe 2,000. Really? Um, that's not a lot in comparison, but, I mean, some of the fetish events that I went to, uh, it got pretty packed in there. They were all sold out. So. Really? Is this, like, in a like a stadium? It, it was... Um, 2,000 people. Very large of... venues in North Carolina and Charlotte. Okay. Um. But yeah, I was part of a fetish performance group and they would just go ahead and run out the biggest place they could and they would sell the tickets in tiers. So okay. I would know beforehand if it was sold out or not, but I wasn't the main act, so I was never worried. Okay. <laughs> I was just sort of a small part here or there. But I mean, that's still like, that's a, it was a that's little nerve wracking. That's a little bit, yeah. 2000. When they put you on a platform, on a box, like in a cage or something to go go and you're just looking at all these people under you and. You know, you're not wearing much, other yeah. than maybe like you know a little bit of floss. <laughs> you're like, well, let's hope that I don't fall, make a fool of myself. No, that's I never did, luckily. Yeah, not I just 
<laughs> so far. But, I mean, if you, I feel like even if you fall, they're going to be like, that's still pretty cool. That's, um, one time okay. I fell off the pole while I was stripping out of the ceiling, and people just balled up dollars and threw them at me and sort of laughed, and no one checked to see if I was okay. <laughs> it knocked the wind right out of me. Fuck, what happened? Like, did but you... I got up, and I brushed it off. I went to the back of the stage and shook it off, and then I came back, and people were so drunk they didn't even realize what had happened. Maybe three people remembered that I <laughs> fell out of the ceiling. <laughs> She might have a broken neck. Somebody. It looked bad from like where I was thinking that people had seen it, but it was such a packed night that hardly anyone looked up. Oh, know. wow. So much going on and much better dancers on other stages doing crazy pole tricks. So Fuck. I tried. That's... <laughs> it happens. Uh, dollar drink night is not your friend. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. I... <laughs> I never did that again. It's my friend, but it's definitely not other people's. Mm. Jesus Christ. Not if you're trying to flip upside down. No. And no. Big stilettos. <laughs> Maybe don't. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> Maybe don't drink 10 royal flushes and try it. You know, sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> I know. I... That's just who I am <laughs> as a person. <laughs> Let's just see what happens. I'm a little chaotic. It'll be fun. I uh, I saw your uh, your turtles tweet yesterday. I had to just tell this. Yes, you you saved some turtles. <laughs> I did crossing save some the turtles. Um, they were small turtles, but I've saved bigger ones. These are little box turtles. Oh, yeah. I'm trying oh. to make up for all the straws I've used. I only have like 10 million more turtles to save. <laughs> I'm doing my best. So I was I was a as a kid I was a I love turtles like yeah, I'm fucking me too. Ninja Turtles as a huge fan. The live action Ninja Turtle yeah. was my jam. That Franklin the Turtle I think so I fucking love turtles and so I remember when I was in elementary school my mom just recently told me this story I guess I had like forgotten about it. My we're riding in the my mom's driving it's me and my little sister we're in elementary school and my mom like thinks she like runs over a turtle in the car right. Oh no. And me and my sister start freaking the fuck out. We're like, oh my god, we gotta go see if, like, the turtle's okay. We're, like, so, like, just, I like... I still do that. We're so distraught, <laughs> right? So my mom, like, she's like, okay, fine, I'll go back and I'll see if the turtle's okay. So she drives back to where she, like, thinks she might have, like, hit this turtle, right? And then she, like, slows down and we're looking out the window. And then my mom runs over the turtle again. Oh, no! Yeah. Oh, I feel like that would happen to me. It's like, I'm helping. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean well, but there are some times when it's like, oh man, I'm not doing so good. That's why I had to make sure when I saved these, I was pointing them in the correct direction yeah. and I was actually not interrupting so them so they don't, go, so right they don't go right back into the road. It's hard out there, Turtle. turtle if you're, if you're if a turtle you out there. them, do something. <laughs> but don't get yourself run over in the process. Yeah. You know, there are some people who... Might try to jump out of the car with oncoming traffic. <laughs> I've had to think about it a couple of times. If you're if you're a turtle and you're listening to this podcast right now, for how how is that possible? But hey, get the fuck out of the street. It's, we support you though. We support you a hundred percent. But get out of the street. It's dangerous out there. There's big cars and they they aren't your friends. Uh, <laughs> heck yeah, yeah. Let's uh. I know, I you know we just went over that stuff. That's here fucking god yeah, that's impressive. Uh how long have you been uh escorting? How long have you been doing that? Technically since February two thousand nine. Since February so two thousand nine. It's gonna be eleven years next February. Sweet, that's it's a while. People well, think I haven't been at it this long because I'm baby faced and I don't look as old as I am, yeah. I don't act as old as I am, but 
been around a while. When you kind of like when you started, how did you how did you get into it? How did you first find out what escorting was? Or well, technically, if we want to go with that story, <laughs> <laughs> um, the first time I ever heard the word escort or had to figure out what an escort was. Um, my aunt moved into a new house, uh, outside of Augusta and I mean, at least 10 times a day, guys would call looking for the escort service because her phone number used to be the phone really? number of the escort service, a very popular one. So my dad would cut up jokes and he would actually put on the sling blade voice and be like, Hey, it's escort service, like over and over. And like, oh they God. made jokes for so many years about hey, this. Boy. <laughs> yes. And that's kind of how they would call. And she finally got her number changed, but <laughs> I had to figure out what an escort was. So, I mean, at the time we had just gotten a family computer and I, of course, looked it up and yeah. boy, did I get an eyeful. <laughs> it wasn't as popular as the search would be now, but I mean, I learned at maybe 11 years old, <laughs> maybe 12, what an escort was, but I didn't actually get involved in it until after my first or second year of dancing. Um, I met a lot of really interesting and cool people. But uh, I guess I sugared for a little while first. Okay. So I had a regular that would come in and he bought me iPods and cell phones. and Nice. Took me to champagne every time he would come. And so one day he was like, okay, well, instead of giving the club $1,000 every yeah. time I come in here, why don't I just pay you and we go to dinner? And I thought about it and I was like, technically I could lose my job for that. But also it's the recession and I'm not making anything. Yeah. So why not? So I was like, if I can do this, maybe I can do more. Yeah. And I kind of put the idea out of my mind for a little while. I was engaged at the time. So I eventually broke up with my fiance and I had just gotten a boob job and I decided to go into it full time and I had no idea what I was doing. When, where, where did you, like, did you have to advertise at the beginning? Would you advertise anywhere? Like, how did you yes. get to kind of get the word out? Um, well, I met a kind of sketchy guy who... Um, wanted to be a pimp, I guess, but he told me, he was like, I have a modeling gig for you because I had been modeling and I had been doing shows. And um, I was like, okay. And he's like, well, you have to come to my house and we have to take some photos. Yeah. And then he told me what it really was. And, and once you got there or before? Yes. And he was, he had a boost phone and was posting Craigslist ads and was sending girls out. Um, they would answer the phones. And he would send them out to addresses. And oh, he was shit. supposed to be their security. But I was like, I don't think this is for me. And he's like, well, you know, just try it and see if you like it. And I was feeling adventurous. I was going through a breakup. Um, knew me, who dis? Yeah. So I was like, I got a fresh haircut. <laughs> I'm feeling like a there. bad bitch. <laughs> I'm going to go for it. What's the worst that could happen? Hindsight. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> but <laughs> once I saw how easy that was, I mean, it wasn't easy, but for him collecting these girls' money, yeah. I was just like, why would I want to be managed by someone else? Yeah, I, I've always been very... And he was taking like... How much he was is, taking half of their money. Um, just because he's like, I have the clients all day. Because base he provided I'm... the phone, he placed the ads, he was supposed to be their security, but he didn't drive them or do anything. Um, he was just sitting on his ass collecting money. And I later on met other management types that were very cool guys. Yeah. Uh, we played Mario Kart. I'd hang out at their house. And those <laughs> girls kind of took advantage of these guys, you know, but they were very honest and very nice when I asked them questions. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I don't want a manager. Uh, I never wanted a manager. That's yeah. why I started being a stripper and like booking my own gigs for modeling and stuff. 
I was just like, why do that when I can do my own? Just be 100% independent. Yeah. Run so your own business. I went and got a boost phone. I posted <laughs> my own ads and I just went from there. That's hardcore. That's, <laughs> all what, in. That's why that's what you, you got to go all in. I feel like once I feel like that's what I always do. I'm either just all in or I won't even accept the idea of something. Nice. But I did it. When you before you started, did you have any like a uh, like preconceived notions of what escorting was or Well, I had ex- seen a couple of scandals that had broken in the news, you know, the Heidi Fleiss thing and oh, there that was that like New York, a couple Adam? of New York agencies that had gotten busted and when I read these articles they were saying that these women were making what seemed like a lot of money then, but thinking back on it, it's like for New York and stuff, I was like, that was average money. Like yeah. that's what an average girl would make or maybe they make even more than that. But people were outraged that uh, women were making like five hundred an hour. Like how dare they? And so I was just like, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool. But I was just like, wow. You know? I mean, if you just market yourself, I mean, you can charge whatever. I mean. Yeah. But they were telling about, you know, like I think Rent Boy or Rent Agent or whatever had gone down too and they'd been busted. And then there was the Ashley Madison thing. So oh, I'd yeah. been seeing stories like this for a while. And it was, uh, it was interesting. But that encouraged me to want to climb. Yeah. I didn't want to stay where I was. I was like, it looked very glamorous. They were talking about, you know, high profile clients and dinner dates and overnights and trips to the Maldives. And I mean, that know, sounds pretty, I, I would Cartier like that. And all of that. <laughs> and so I was just like, so there's hope. Maybe I was comfortable where I was, Okay. but I was like, I could always do better. I Definitely. could always, you know, get photo shoots and you know, market myself and I'm smart. Cause everybody, yeah, you always want to get like, I was always evolving. climbing. I'm so, always playing Frogger. I'm always trying to get to the next best thing, I'm trying to hop across. Yeah. And I was like, I guess maybe I'm never fully satisfied, but I'm comfortable and yeah. I'll stay put for a little while. And then I'm hopping on to the next thing. Comfortable is nice, but also it's like, I'm kind of an overachiever sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> when you, uh, when, like, I know you, the longer you do something, the better you get at it. Do you feel like at the beginning you were there times where you like weren't that good at it, or have you always? I always ask this question. Were you like I was terrible when I started stand ups? I was terrible at the beginning. You know, I mean, then you do something and you're like, I'm getting better a little slowly but surely. When I first started dancing, a couple of customers pulled me aside and they're like, "You have no rhythm, <laughs> like none," and we kind of feel sorry for you, <laughs> but. You're trying. You're so enthusiastic, <laughs> and you want to be here. <laughs> did you dance before? Like, do you have a kind of like a history of dance before you started um, dancing? I did go go a little bit at like you know gay bars and things like that. And I mean, one time someone put a twenty in my pants, and I thought, hey, I could do this as a job, maybe. <laughs> so that inspired that. But those people were drunk and just being nice. Yeah. And I mean, I just eventually learned to listen to the music, and it got better from there. But with escorting, it I, I went through a bad time, I guess, with my personal life, and my mental health wasn't good from, like, 19 to 21. So after about, like, my first year or so, I was blowing clients off. I was being flaky. I mean, I didn't know how to screen at all. Oh, I still yeah. didn't know. And so eventually I did learn. Um, I met a friend in the industry, finally, and who had gone out to LA and done some video shoots and okay. porn and things like that. And she was like, so do you screen? 
I was like, well, scream what? (laughs) And she was like, oh my God, you're going to die. Yeah. And that's when it hit me. I was like, I have no clue what I'm doing. And that's why I'm floundering so much. I was overbooking myself. Oh, shit. Just wilding out, just doing whatever, whenever. Because I feel like there has to be a lot of admin with it. I didn't do any of that. People were hitting you up constantly. I didn't do anything. I just had my boost phone and I was answering my phone calls whenever I felt like it. And sometimes I'd stand people up and blow them off, and I, don't know, I wasn't serious about it. I was just having a good time being when, a young girl. When do you think that changed? Like where you're like, I'm gonna be serious, and I'm gonna. I think when I turned 22, um, I finally met a couple of other local girls in the business, and we're still friends now. And they kind of grounded me, told me how they did things. They had a more professional demeanor. Okay. And. They were just like, do you want to be professional or not? Do you want to be a pro-ho or do you want to just goof around? Yeah. And I was like, I want to turn this into my lifestyle. I don't just want to get freaky and get the money. Like, I really want to develop relationships and be good at this. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm passionate about. So after that, I kind of, I mean, I'd already been pretty well known, but I really established myself as a good provider. Nice. And so what, what what time frame do you think that is, like, I guess, 20, I guess, like, 2011, 2012? Yeah. Okay. Um, I started in 2008, 2009 with all, any any of it, but, yeah, I think by 2012, I was really grounded. What do you, really. what do you, what do you think your biggest, like, challenge was at the, like, starting out? Um, not being sure who was going to be serious and who was going to be violent or anything i didn't know anything i was just fumbling around in the dark just going like so posting ads was really hard especially in charlotte and places like that because you could bump your ad and it was constantly going like ads on ads on ads on ads you'd never get to the top and i'll see that there's still like websites like uh skip the games they'll just Boom, 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 boom. boom, boom. And it's like, Jesus. Tons of weird symbols and emojis. and I guess they would be emojis now. But it was just like all these girls with these specials. And like they were just hitting it like crazy. And I was like, it's hard to travel and like make any kind of mark here. So Were you always, like when you started, is that in uh, like South, like in Columbia? In Columbia, yes. Okay. And are you traveling at that point, or is it mainly everything's happening in Columbia? I would travel to Charlotte on occasion, um, and I would dance there, but I would also try to make appointments. Um, But there was no pre-planning on that at all. There was no announcing anything. There was no social media for it. Yeah. There was no... I mean, I would just get a, a room somewhere, post up, post as many ads as I could on Craigslist, back page, wherever I could find, and keep my phone on and hope for the best. That's, yeah. Sometimes I would get someone. Sometimes it was a lot of games, a lot of, you know, back and forth. Sometimes it was just, but I mean, I, I feel couldn't like, get the word out pretty much. If you, if you, I feel like if you go into something blind or if you don't know, like, how are you supposed to know what to, what to do without kind of like talking to somebody? Uh, that's what finally happened. People yeah. finally found me and I started making friends and being able to share and they would share and we would kind of bounce ideas back and forth about how things are really going. Because back then it was really tight-lipped. Anybody who was actually professional and doing well, like established, those girls were not giving up their secrets. Really? At all. And it's not that they were like, you know, mean or catty or anything. They just wouldn't have anything to do with you. It was their business. It was their paper and they were quiet. Yeah. They were not giving it up. 
So, that's, I mean, that's smart, though. It is. It's very smart. <laughs> and I know a lot of girls now who are considered very high-end, very successful, and they're like, no mentorships. And I don't have time to mentor anyone. And really? I would not give out advice. And I still have to respect that because, you know, they've earned their place and yeah. it's their time. They can do what they want with it. Maybe they don't want to waste it on a newbie. I wonder but. who made it to the top, though, without getting literally any advice from anybody. I don't Do you think- know. I guess it would have to be maybe some Vegas girls or brothel girls. I did work in the Bunny Ranch for a little really? while. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I guess, you know, with all of that, I mean, even then they still had to go through, you know, group meetings and sitting down and game planning and what not to do and what to do as far as, you know, like keep your keep things tight on the vest. Like, don't give out all your secrets. Don't tell anybody else your rates. It's competitive. Oh, things like, like that. Because not everybody at the ranch is mm-hmm. the same rate. So it's like... But they could be introduced to people who are, you know, very high-end, very wealthy, or, you know, just rubbing elbows with yeah. the right people. You know, and they give them a lot of opportunities to be on, like, Howard Stern and, you know, oh, Penthouse sure. and Hustler and things like that. So, I mean, once you do that or you do some Playboy Mansion parties or something, like, you're in. Shit. You, know, you don't really have to advertise. You speak for yourself, basically. That's that's awesome. You get a trainer when you sign up, and <laughs> really, if you're willing to do that and whatever food they're feeding you, they give they, you, they, you, <laughs> you have your own trainer. Uh, they give you a trainer. They have a trainer on staff, and I'm pretty sure Playboy does too. That was my first original track that I wanted. I was a Hooters waitress, okay, and I was thinking, hey, if I stick with this, I can do the calendars. I can eventually get you know plastic surgery and things. Did like you that. ever do the calendars? I didn't. I didn't stick with it long enough. I decided that I wanted to get tattoos and go the other direction. You can't have tattoos. You can't have tattoos for Hooters nope. or for Hooters or Playboy. Really? So for Playboy? I was either? like, I had to decide <laughs> at some point. Yeah. I think I was nineteen when I finally had to tell myself, like, you can do cars and bikes, or you can do, you know, flights and mansion parties. Like, what are you going to do? Cars and bikes. It is. It was cars and bikes and rock shows. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> I did the same thing with cheerleading. Um, I actually dropped out of cheerleading because it coincided with a concert that my parents let me go to really and it was a rock show and i was just like this is important what show is it um him it's a rock band from finland that i really like okay so that was my first show i was supposed to see chevelle but my dad wasn't feeling well and didn't feel like taking me so he's like i will trade you you can miss this show and have any show you want oh later Damn. And so when it finally happened, I screamed and I ran and I was like, I need these tickets now. <laughs> and he let me go. But it was the same day as a big cheerleading thing. And I was like, I can be cut from the squad or go to this concert. Go to this concert. <laughs> and I was front row for that concert and I didn't have any regrets. So. Nice. That's, what, that's... <laughs> I make my own choices. Sometimes you got to do so. that. Yep. Everyone has a different path. It's just how often are you going to get that opportunity? Uh, hardly it? ever. And it's still one of the best days of my life. It was still one of the best concerts I've ever been to. That's awesome. And they stopped touring not too long ago. Shit. So. First concert I ever went to was in 311. Oh, yeah. I've seen them a few times. Yeah. It's always a good time. You <laughs> seem Lakewood. like that kind of guy. <laughs> Fucking Lakewood. It was a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was like 311 and Pepper. Wow. <sighs> That sounds awesome. It's fucking high school. <laughs> Righteous. <laughs> that was the first time I fucking remember just like... I was Clouds like, of I was, weed smoke. Yeah. Because like, I was like, how is this happening right now? Oh, yeah. And then like, I smoked like a joint with like a fucking like 60-something year old white dude. Oh, and yeah. I was like... That's going to happen. At I, <laughs> as a, a black youth, smoking weed with an old white dude, everyone anything is everyone. fucking possible <laughs> in this world. Oh, and, Yeah. <laughs> That's what gives you hope. I mean, and concerts are a totally different vibe than the real world. It's yeah. Like 
people will be sharing their water with you. People just connected. Sharing their weed and dancing and everyone loves everyone just for that little bit of time. Yeah. So all is right with the world. It's a good, it's a good couple hours though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when you, when you uh, started, were you able to tell anybody kind of close to you? My parents busted me out probably the first month I started stripping. So really, they found a way to the club, found their way there, and they were in the club. I was on stage, and I, no, I felt weird. I got... felt like someone was watching me, but not in that way. And I spotted them in the back. And so I'm in nothing but like a G-string and knee-high boots, and I jump off the stage, and I run up to them, and I'm like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> like, titties out. Just, what are you doing? Okay. And they were like, we just wanted to make sure you were safe and that, you know, you had good security. That's really nice. And I was like, I'm fine. But I lied to them and I told them I was a waitress at Ruby Tuesday. And they knew better because I had my own apartment and stuff. So after that, I just never told them any more lies. And so if I'm going somewhere, I mean, I told them when I was going out to the Bunny Ranch. I told them for every shoot that I had. um, When I go out on Fly Me To Use and stuff, I call my parents and let them know where I'm going. Because I would rather them know than hear it on the news. Because I had several friends pass away and... Their parents only knew because it was brought up in the news later oh, on shit. that they were a dancer or yeah. they were an escort or something like that. And I was like, no, my parents are going to know everything about me. Did you no feel, secrets. Did you feel like uh, when you did, when before they knew, did you feel like it created a distance between you guys having to lie or not was, tell them what you were doing? It was awkward, but I never pegged them to put two and two together with that. Okay. <laughs> so when they showed up, it was totally random, but... I guess word had gotten out. I think someone from high school might have ratted me out who came up there and saw me. Um, and they didn't. The people at the club didn't know they were your parents. They no. were just like, these are just two but people. But I was like, I'm getting here. dressed and we're going to go to Waffle House and talk about this because yeah. we need to. But I've ever since then, I've just been very open, very honest. And I mean, my whole family knows. I don't keep anyone around me that doesn't know. And I've had several people in the industry try to blackmail me. Really? by Calling my mom. And I'm like, really? You're calling my mom? Like but, people that work in the industry? Yes. Trying to buy, like, they will call my mom. My mom will laugh at them and be like, I've been known. Yeah. And then cuss them up one side and down the other and tell them to like go get some class. That's fucked up. And my mom and my grandma are my like biggest fans. Nice. So, I mean, my parents have the magazines that I'm in. Like, nice. They know when I'm going to like do something pretty cool for me. Like, They know when I'm doing shows and things like that. I like, feel like just having that support is... is... <laughs> They don't understand, but they know what makes me happy. Yeah. And they were like, you've lived several lifetimes in one. And, like, you're living your best life. So yeah. keep doing it. And as long as I'm safe and I'm looking out for myself, they're happy for me. Yeah. I know, like, it's, I mean, fucking, that, they're always going to care about your safety. You know? Oh, yeah. That's, that's but that one. was the biggest thing. I was like, my parents have never shamed me for anything, even growing up, anything weird or odd that I might say or want to do. They never told me that it was wrong or that I couldn't. Um, they would just say, I mean, make an informed decision. That's it. Even with my tattoos. I know my dad didn't talk to me for several days after I had my first one. He thought it was henna and he could like wipe it off. Yeah. And when he knew it was real, he got really upset and like hid in his room for a while. But (laughs) after that, I was like, you know, I've brought girls home. I brought guys home. I've gotten tattoos. I've told them all of my business because I'm just like, whether you want to know or not, I don't want you to hear it from someone else. Yeah. So... That's just how I am with my partners or with my parents, you know, my grandparents, everyone. My parents are super, yeah, I want, like, the tattoo thing, my parents are super against tattoos. 
And then, like, I got a tattoo. Like, I got this on my finger right here. Oh. <laughs> they don't know about it yet. <laughs> oh, boy. They're going to know now if they hear your podcast. <laughs> oh, they're going oh, to, hey, what's up, parents? You've learned some things. If, if you're listening right now, you've, you've, learned, learned, today. Some, you've learned some things about me. <laughs> hey, but. <laughs> but it's nice having that support system. Oh, for yeah. Sure. I'm very blessed. I'm probably one of the luckiest people I know. Um, I know so many people whose family or partner or whoever doesn't agree and has either outed them or disowned them. And, I mean, it's like, if I'm already out, who's going to out me? Who's going to stop me? Yeah. So, I just kind of had to make that decision for myself. If I'm going to show my face, if I'm going to have tattoos, if I'm going to be out there. I was already naked in front of thousands of people. It's like, what can you do to me? (laughs) I know, like, showing your face in your ad, was that a big... Did you do that the whole time or was it... Yes. I thought about it at first, but I was just like, so many people from my small town already know that I was a stripper. They already have seen my nude shoots I've done. They they know that I've done, you know, performances where, you know, I'm covered in blood and screaming and they're yeah. lighting me on fire or whatever. So it's just like, okay, <laughs> well, there's no going back from that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, once you're out, you're kind of out. So I was like, I've never really conformed with normal society. Why start now? Yeah. that's. I was listening to this podcast <laughs> and they were talking about... Um, like how, like, just like showing your face, I feel like if more, I guess like almost empowered by doing it. Cause like, it's like you, mm-hmm. no one can fucking, cause this, if you have your pictures and the pictures are covered, then someone could still like out you, but it's like, I'm doing this thing like this, who I like, yes. felt like empowered by it. But I mean, there are certain challenges that come with both. So knowing this, I mean, there is a job that I want in my civilian life very badly and I'm going to school and I'm trying to make it happen. And I'm, I mean, there's going to be a point when I'm sure someone's going to come to me and be like, hey, so what about this? Or they Googled me yeah. <laughs> or something. But I've never had a personal Facebook. Um, I had one like in high school and college and it's gone. But I mean, even when I had it, you know, people still tried to dig it up and find it really? back in the day because you couldn't delete it. And I was just like, whatever. I mean, I've had other jobs where people have taken my reviews from TER and actually faxed them to my job and tried to get me fired. But Jesus They fucking. ran background checks and stuff on me, and they're like, you're legit. You're yeah. a good person. Like, we're not going to fire you. Someone's trying to blackmail you. Fuck. And I was like, yeah, I probably know who that person is. That's fucked. But, you know, I'm just going to have to keep kicking ass every yeah. day and just... Being unapologetically Haters going to hate. Yeah, Haters going to hate. I'm going to have to just be myself and own it. Fuck. One way or another. Oh, yeah. I know uh, you mentioned like you're independent. Um, you've done like Bunny Ranch stuff. Is that like, I guess that's, it's like an agency kind of. Is that the same kind of thing? Like um, It's more strict than an agency for sure. Um, a lot of people have mixed things to say about that. And a lot of people had, you know, odd things here and there to say about Dennis before he passed away. But, um, good old Hoff. Oh yeah. How was, did you, did you, did you meet him? I did. He wanted to date me. Uh, I was small and blonde, you know, of course, but I already had a boob job that ticked one box off for him. (laughs) He usually buys them a boob job, a Louis bag and a car. And then after that, if they break up, he was like, you know, talking all that shit. The Hoffster. (laughs) I was like, I'm not down for that. I didn't want to be famous for this. And now I'm like, fuck it. But I was about to get married. So I... You know, had an engagement going. I was yeah. just trying my luck. You know, I was just out on a rampage. And so he was like, you should stay here. You should, you know, get an apartment here. And, yeah. You know, you should stay. And I was like, no, I can't do that. And once I friend zoned him, he like put me at an arm's length. But we had many nights where we 
hung out in the kitchen and we talked heart to heart, just real stuff. I like to pick people's brains. Okay. So as like one of the top business owners, I was just asking him all kinds of questions about his life and what made him want to do this and how hard it is and, you know, anything he wanted to tell me. So we'd go to dinner or sit in the kitchen or whatever. But I was on his arm for a little bit, a couple weeks and, you know, didn't want that for myself. I did not want to go on like, you know, TMZ or like yeah. be on any of that stuff. This you know, dude's, or this go famous. on a Twitter battle. You know, was there like I, I remember seeing Cat House when it came out, right? Oh, that's what made me want to do it. That shit was awesome. And I applied <laughs> once when I was nineteen, and I chickened out. I got accepted, chickened out, and so then I was working at a spa, and we're all sitting around, and <laughs> I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I should apply again. Yeah. So I sent in my application, and Madam Suzette's like, Hey, can you be here like by Friday? And it was like Wednesday, and I had just enough money to get my ticket and everything and get out there. And I was like, Yeah, I'll be there. Nice. Do you stay there? You stay at the money ranch. You stay at the ranch. Um, You have a two week period where either you make it or you don't. And I was like, I can leave for two weeks. Yeah. My boss hated it, but I was just like, Fire me if you want to. I'm gonna go try this. Yeah. I was tired of you know not taking chances. But yeah, for two weeks you're there, and if you want to stay longer, if you work out, if you're actually a top earner and you can do well out there, then they'll either like set you up with housing there or somewhere nearby, and okay. you know you can either decide if you want to move there or not. A lot of women that work there, they live locally somewhere nearby and just drive in for okay. shifts and then drive home. Like you have a twelve-hour shift, and. They work their shift and go home. And some of them live there full time. The Ma- Madam Suzette, right? Is mm-hmm. she like I thought? I don't know why I got the vibe that she was like his wife or something. What's it? No, they weren't married, but they are business partners, as far as I know. And there was a rule, I think, in that state where you can't be a male owner. Like you have to have a female operator, okay. manager for brothels. Okay. Um, I guess it was just like a maybe an old-timey law i don't know if it's even still in effect or if i'm even you know correct on that but i'm pretty sure that most of his stuff had to be you know female owned and operated as far as the law went okay i'm not sure how that works but they were very close but i don't believe they were married okay you like she said i talk too much really (laughs) she's right (laughs) this is a good time though you you talk too much Adam Suzette, if you're listening to this, fuck you. But also, hey, She's plug got the podcast. A lot of like good work advice. She though. seems super cool. She seems super cool, on honestly. Her game, and she has no tolerance for nonsense, no bullshit. I could definitely see so, that. So, I mean, I had to. I actually learned a lot about you know not accepting bullshit from her. From her, that's awesome. You know, just people will do what you allow. Yeah. And just don't don't even give them a chance. What do you think the biggest thing you've learned? Uh, doing all this has been like is there let's see just be real with yourself like you're going home to you and only you at night yeah whether you have a partner whether you've got kids whatever you're doing you have to look at yourself in the mirror don't do things that you're going to regret and you're going to be ashamed of because you're the only one has to live with it yeah that's why i was like i'm not going to do anything that i'm afraid of people knowing because it's like it will come out, you know, or I'll have to face myself eventually yeah. if I'm doing a bunch of things that are against my limits, you know, I'm pushing makes... my own boundaries. So I had to be really firm with myself. Yeah. What, uh, I know you said in the at the beginning, right, screening, it was like 
really non-existent. It was non-existent for me for three years, almost three years. Yeah, now like you're screening. You're, like, I do screen. Okay. Yes. And I would be a whole lot richer if I didn't, but I'd probably also be dead. <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah. Um, ever since the whole Craigslist killer came about and all that stuff, um, I really had to figure it all out. Uh, it's just like, what is this worth? But that was about the same time that I had people step up and say, hey, do you need help with the screening thing? Like, yeah, because, I mean, the <laughs> screen, yeah, you got to know who, you got to know who you're. Uh, definitely. So you'll need, like, you need to, like, will you have to get someone's, like, name before, like, you'll see them, I or? take their full ID and legal name with their photo. It has to be current. It can't be expired. Um, and then I run that to make sure that that and their current photo uh, don't pull up someone else's identity because some guys try to use oh, someone else's yeah. LinkedIn or someone else's identity. And it's like, they're pretty much like, screw that guy. But if they're willing to screw over another man, they're willing to, you know, do just about anything yeah. as far as I'm concerned. They just have no respect for society. So they don't have any respect for me. If they lie to me, they don't respect me. Yeah. And most people are very forthcoming and they're cool with it. They're like, oh man, like, you know, I had a couple speeding tickets or I got caught with weed. And I'm like, I don't care about that. Yeah, that's not... I care about, like, if you kick puppies or if you run over grandmas or if, like, you have domestic violence or something. Like, that's what I care about. Yeah. It's just like, you know... And I'm very... I'm probably more lenient than I should be with the blacklists because some people will blacklist over anything and everything. And I respect them. And I like that I can actually read through all the comments on what people say about clients. Um, But some stuff is... You know, it takes a lot for me. It's like you have to do something pretty offensive to me. Like you have to lie to me during screening or short me or try to do something physical during. Uh, Luckily for me, I have only had maybe one sketchy incident and it was a P411 client. Oh, really? Yes, which is why I stopped trusting that as my complete source for screening. And even Gina was like, hey, you know, if you trust this as your only screening, then you're pretty much you're dumb oh like, shit okay <laughs> <laughs> so i was like oh well i should probably do a little more research on these people yeah so i've lived and learned the ref- i know referrals will play a part too in the whole like screening process do you accept referrals from other providers or I, how does that how does i that used to and i don't mind if people throw it in as extra but i need real world information because even hitler had friends you know yeah. i mean anybody can be nice to one person and yeah you know the people who dead men tell no tales basically yeah. so it's like the next girl won't be so lucky yeah. and i mean it could be a friend of his or hers um you know they could have blackmailed someone for a reference anything could happen now so after that i'm just like yeah no i still I need, need i still need, need to your... do a little more research yeah nice i mean yeah where uh where do you advertise now Maybe. currently i am on trist and private delights Twitter is my main bag. Really love it. Twitter's like oh, since starting the podcast, like started the <laughs> Twitter's popular for it's, it. And it's, it's great. Yeah, uh, I I can be myself, and whoever doesn't like it can go away, or you know I draw in people, and they can either sit back and chill and see if they like me or not. Yeah, it gives them a chance to see if we're compatible or not. What um, uh? What do you think your favorite? Do you have a favorite website to advertise on? Um, I still like P4 and 1 because it does have like the questionnaire. And I'm really liking um, Trist and Private Delights. I haven't really gotten anything from there, but I like the layout a whole lot. Okay. So I like that and the fact that Private Delights, I don't like reviews, but these are actually like tasteful love notes. Yeah. Like it's feedback. But if you're going to have it's feedback not ex- about someone, it's 
It's honest and to the point. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned reviews. I'll always talk. I like to talk about reviews. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about the whole review culture? Um, Well, as someone who looks at the reviews of every Amazon product I buy, every hotel I stay at, every restaurant, every club that I'm going to go to, um, I read it all, but I take it all with like grain of salt because someone else's point of view could have just been, they were having a bad day or whatever. So, I mean, I think that feedback is important, especially if you're running your own business. But I don't think that the extra fluffy details are important at all. Yeah. It's just like, I'm not going to do the same thing with the next person that I did with you. So why do you care? That makes sense. And it's just like, there's very key details. Like, you know, was this person legit? Was their space safe? Were you, did you feel safe and comfortable? Did you get what you came for? That's really, I feel like, <laughs> that's yeah, it. that's really all you need to review. It's like, that's all, that's all you need to know. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, some people just love to kiss and tell, and tell, and tell, and tell. Some motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I think they just like to make up details on their own. It's like they're just living out some kind of personal fantasy. Even the ones that are revenge, it was like, you know, they focus a lot on, like, the provider either being older than she looked, or one of them was recently like, oh, yeah, this guy said that my kids were there, and that would never happen. And what I was like, this fuck, guy bro? has obviously got some sort of weird fetish. It's kind of like the guys who are like, my girlfriend wants to blackmail me, or the guys pretending to be the girlfriend, they oh. want to threesome. It's just like, dude, you type this with your dick. Like, yeah. there's no way. Oh my you were God. just trying to live out some sick fantasy. Please stop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's gross. Dudes. Hey, if you like to leave fake reviews out there, hey, fuck you, and <laughs> subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Please. Uh, we need it. All of my fake ones have been good, though. They're all they're, they're good? But they're, they're too good. They're it's too like, good? These are all, like, five-star, perfect, but they pretty much copied and pasted what everyone else said about me. Oh, uh, okay. And then the details that they're supposed to fill in on their own are wrong. Is this, like, a, like erotic monkey or something like that? Yes. Or? Okay. And I still tolerate that. People do that for the free membership. That's what I thought. I was like, there's got to be some incentive here, or they, otherwise they wouldn't. When you leave some, and you, if you give somebody, like if you don't have a premium membership, if you leave somebody a membership, you get a free premium membership for a week. Lame. Yeah. I don't think sites should give any incentive on either end. No. It should just be straight It should just up. be just pay, pay the money, and then you can see a yeah. review. Or pay to advertise. Yeah. You know, if you're a writer. Like, yeah. Don't be trying to get reviews and thumbs ups. For sure. It's stupid. What uh? What do you? Who's your like? Who, who's your like average clientele? You think you have a demographic that sees like? Um, it's been changing. Uh, but pretty. I don't know. It's pretty consistent. Um, do you mean age wise or yeah? Like I guess like lifestyle. Age, I guess age wise. I'd say. Um, well, I don't see younger people. I tend not to. Uh, mostly because I'm afraid I'm going to run into somebody my own age. So okay. I prefer 35 and up. Okay. But most of them are in their 40s to 60s. Okay. Some of them in their 70s. Nice. Have you ever uh, ever developed like feelings for a client at all ever? Has that ever happened? Once. Once. Only once. Once was all it took. <laughs> <laughs> um, we still have a, a pretty great relationship though. So, I mean, I, it's sad. Um, I had to... You know, I tell everyone this. I'm like, you either have to dismiss them as a client. Yeah. You can't accept their money anymore because it's personal at that point. Or you have to, you know, as a client, wife her and take care of her the rest of her life if that's what you're looking for. Like, you better be good on your word. (laughs) But with this, it was just like I had to dismiss him as a client even though it was going great. Yeah. I was just like, I got in my feelings. Yeah. And I would rather not 
cause anybody's life any drama or anything. Like, I would never do that. But, you know, most people were, like, freaked out. Yeah. And I was freaked out because I'm just, like, out of all this time, I've kept things very separate. Uh, we can be friends. That's great. Um, but pretty much as soon as you give anyone any time off the clock, um, yeah. they're either going to never pay you again or it's going to start to get weird. And I invited him out on a sushi date. <laughs> it, was, it was me I did it and he turned me down but then he came back and we actually like dated and I don't know but she... I couldn't take his money anymore he would try to make an appointment and I, I said no yeah can't do it yeah what uh in terms of dating and relationships is that is that hard to do working working it's never hard to get a date yeah. <laughs> it's hard to find people who are confident in themselves and comfortable with the lifestyle and they're honest about it because some people will say oh yeah cool i'm good with that i'm, I'm fine with whatever yeah and then, and then they couple. either want your money or they want you to quit they want okay. you to quit for them and they want to try to steal you away and keep you in a cage basically in the house they want to turn you into a housewife and keep you for the rest of their days but yeah that doesn't ever work out it's you it's heard that here it never works out you get the best of us when you get us in session yeah but when you try to make us into a girlfriend or a wife or something, you have to deal with our bad days. You yeah. have to deal with our real side, any emotional drama that we have, you know. Because it's not good all feet, the fucking whatever. time. You get it all. Like, you get everything at that point. It's like yeah. some people are not ready for that. <laughs> They're like, wait, wait, you, what? No, what? It's not a sleepover with your best friend every night. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be weird. <laughs> wait, you have a headache? How is that possible? Oh, <laughs> oh, you're human? Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but uh, as, as far as like maintaining relationships um, if you're with someone who's honest with themselves and they're honest with you and they're already confident they already have their own life they already have their own hobbies and they have no discrimination against you know seeing providers or going to strip clubs or anything like that yeah. then you're good you can make it work nice heck yeah what um does attraction play a role at all in seeing anybody when you're... Never. Yeah. I don't go for looks. Um, I go for respect and personality. And I mean, my other love language is money. I love my bank account. Yeah. So it's like, that's important to <laughs> yeah. me. So, I mean, if you're willing to pay my full rate and you're willing to take a shower and hang out with me, yeah. I'm down. I, I love dating professionally. So okay. always go with that. Did, has your, since starting, has your uh, views on sex changed at all? Um, when I first started, it was mostly because I was a horny young woman and I was getting out of my first adult serious relationship with a fiance and I, I wasn't good at it. I don't think I was good at it. I, I'd only been with two people. Okay. So I, I guess I had something to prove to myself. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't kiss. I didn't do the cuddling and holding hands and all that stuff. I didn't kiss mostly because I thought I would be bad at it. I didn't have enough experience really? at it. <laughs> so when I finally started adding the GFE thing and kissing, people were like, oh, man, oh, yeah. yeah. You know? And I was just like, oh, you don't hate this? Yeah. <laughs> so I started, like, pushing more, you know, opening up more for myself and, you know, trying to study new techniques and get better at it. And so overall, I went from being not really prude but insecure to okay. just being fully myself, like – in the bedroom or you know on a date whatever so oh, yeah. yeah my views on sex have 
changed only within myself. I've never thought sex was a bad thing. I've never slut shamed or, you know, yeah. hated on anyone who loved sex or hated sex or just didn't have any interest or any opinion on it. But I was like, you do you. Yeah, and but I'm going to do yeah. I'm doing me a lot better now. Yeah. <laughs> so, Fuck you. Yeah. What, uh, do you think your uh, views on men have changed at all since starting? I want to say no, but that's not true. Um, I used to ha- have a little bit of bitterness. I used to think, you know, any guy would cheat given the opportunity and the right woman coming along or the right person catching their eye in general. Um, but men are very predictable creatures of habit. Like yeah. <laughs> They like what they like and they are... You know, they have very different needs than women do. And their basic needs that, you know, they're going to have them met one way or another. So, um, I just, I respect them. I respect men for, especially men who are honest enough to go out and seek that in a way that's healthy and, you know, comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, they're not aiming to hurt anyone. I mean, everyone does at some point hurt somebody. But, yeah. People think that I hate men, but I was like, I love men. I love being a woman in a man's world, like, for real. <laughs> so, I mean, if anything, it's taught me more about men. It okay. hasn't really changed my views on them. They're always going to be little wild dogs, but <laughs> <laughs> there's something a lot more dignified and sexy when you understand them and you understand how their minds will always work the same way. They're all the, we're all the same. <laughs> They're all about the same. They all have the same drive and interests in the things that motivate them, so... <laughs> With women, you never know. It's going to be chaotic and unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> Can't please them. That's hard. That's... Not all of them at once, anyway, and not for very long at a time. Short attention span. What, um, I know, I, oh yeah, every, so every time I, I always ask everybody about STDs, because I feel like that's... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. What, uh, how often do you get tested? Every 60 to 90 days, whether I need it or not. Okay, sweet. No more than 90 days goes by is there a way to tell if someone's clean when you're seeing them is there a way to tell no and that's why using a condom is always top yeah. priority i did a episode with a kennedy on like a couple days ago mm-hmm. and she mentioned guys like trying to not use condoms or be like i'm clean is that a lot does that happen that it only happens with men who have a very high opinion of themselves okay. and a very low uh, danger mechanism in their okay. brain yeah. and i was like guys who think themselves important they don't want to screen already they already think they're top dog they think they don't need a condom they think they're fit and like attractive and hot and that's <laughs> gonna keep them from getting an std somehow i don't know but and then I'm some hot. of them are like no i'm hot there's no way it's just like this has nothing to do with how hot you are how often you bathe yeah if you're sexually active you need to be tested and you need to use condoms yeah and then they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm clipped. There's no way I can have babies. And it's like, what? ding dong. Most of us already have that yeah. covered on birth control. Yeah, dog, we ain't having we your fucking baby, We are worried about babies. <laughs> We're worried about you ruining our reputation and our business yeah. and making us ill. Because, too, you don't, like... A lot like, of people don't show symptoms of things, too. Yeah. So you just don't know. You can't look at someone and tell. And a guy, too, also, that you got the factor of reviews too this guy could go online and then oh, fucking yeah. be like yeah we didn't use condoms my wiener burned up and fell off because yeah. this girl <laughs> it's fucking... but it's just like how often have you been going around without wearing a condom so yeah but yeah i just most of us can't take two weeks off on an antibiotic you know because we had an incident yeah. or you know we took a risk and it's like no one is worth that risk no, and no. even if it's only a couple of weeks on antibiotics it could be 
you know, a lifelong thing that you have to deal with. It could be anything. Yeah. So, not worth it. How do you, uh, female condoms? Do you ever, you ever use I those? I love them. Yes, I love FC2s. They're really fun. Especially What's FC2? What's that? Um, it's the female condom. Okay. It's the ones that I like anyway. Um, it's sort of like a turkey bag. <laughs> it's real it's crazy. Like, I, <laughs> it's awkward. I, <laughs> they are awkward to use. I'm magic. I did an episode with Magic. Oh, she gave this to me. That's... Have you ever seen that's that? That's a soft cup for, like, the cervix. I don't... I don't... <laughs> That is for periods. That's for periods? Okay. Well, you, if ma- you have magic. one, some people are like, oh, I can totally tell. It's like, <laughs> you can't tell. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, i never, uh, I never seen anything like that. It doesn't feel any different than a girl who has maybe like a Nuva ring or something in. But okay. with the FC2s, uh, they're about that round. They're about the same roundness as that uh, diameter anyway. Roundness. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're made out of the same material. Um, I think they're hypoallergenic. Um, but yeah, they go inside and I okay. just use like a vibrator to get it in the right way that what I want it. Okay. <laughs> and it's really fun whether you're with, you know, women or nice. non-conforming people. Sweet. I don't know if they want to say non-binary. Um, yeah, anyone, yeah. anyone and everyone can <laughs> use anybody. them. And it's great for people who have sensitivity issues. So like if they lose their ability to oh, keep yeah. an erection See, yeah, because yeah, condom desensitize them it's perfect damn nice you know, they don't have to wear one just lube up and dive in then you just gotta watch a youtube video to figure out how to put that thing it's in. complicated <laughs> <laughs> You're like i got this thing but i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> that's the first time i opened it i was like wow what the fuck? it was just like a windsock i yeah. was like what do you do with this <laughs> i was like surely that doesn't go in there yeah. <laughs> but apparently it does it worked out fine it just uh, took some practice fuck yeah <laughs> in uh in a session do you feel pressure at all to live up to like clients expectations at all um it depends i when i was lower end and you know didn't charge very much i felt like those were the people who were trying to get the most bang for their buck they okay. were pushy they were rude um they didn't appreciate what they had and then there's the other end of the spectrum where it's like the higher up you are, if you're that thousand dollars, sixteen hundred, two thousand dollar an hour girl, they're going to expect you to be very well educated. Okay. Have a passport full of stamps, you know, a high rise in Manhattan. They're going to expect things of you, so you're going to have to live up to that. So I'm very comfortable in the middle ground, and I can't please everyone. I'm sure. I mean, I had a fly me to you weekend, my first ever one. And I'm pretty sure that that guy was disappointed. He had expressed that he wanted more and, you know, things that didn't happen. And I was like, I'm not a mind reader. Is that like after? After, yes. Damn. And so I felt really bad. And for a little while, I didn't even want to do those again. I definitely won't do one with someone I've never met Yeah. at this point. But I was just like, you know, damn, I could have done better. But I'm not a mind reader. No one is. So if, like, you have expectations during session, it's good to kind of talk it out. And to look for someone who is into the things you're into. I think that's that might be where, like, I guess Twitter can kind of play. Because, like, because, I mean, I can kind of go on someone's website and I can kind of get a feel for who they are. But I feel like with Twitter, like, even though a lot of Twitter is bullshit. Uh, but their persona is but who yeah, they want to be in session. Yeah, so you can, so you can kind of get an idea of who they are just like... Where when, they like to eat, where they like to shop, where they like to stay, their favorite cities, uh, whether they're into BDSM or whether they're going to give you a lap dance, if they like lingerie, if they like a sundress, you know, how we are is how we are. Yeah, so, so you can kind of know that just like based mm-hmm. on that. And I feel like that'll... 
I mean, I do like the challenge of, you know, changing it up. Um, I always, from now, I mean, it's been a few years, but yeah, I always carry a passport and a bag of lingerie and, nice. <laughs> you know, different things. Um, more toys. It was never toys before, but, you know, I was just like, I want to be prepared for pretty much anything. I don't want to disappoint someone and then be like, oh, yeah. but there's some things I'm just not into. And I've, I mean, I had a regular client that I really liked, um, actually canceled an appointment with me because we couldn't do Greek and really? I'd already said I wouldn't and I might consider it my personal life someday. Yeah. And he was just like, if we saw each other enough, I guess he thought maybe it would happen, but I was just like, I yeah, no. I just don't. And so he was like, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> Damn. And I hadn't heard from him. I finally heard from him not too long ago. So I guess he's over the whole Greek. The butt hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got butt hurt over no butt stuff. Though. Yep. <laughs> Sad but true. That's funny. But I'm glad because we didn't go through the session and him leave very disappointed. But yeah. usually if it's something I'm not into, I'll refer them to someone who is. Okay. Or if I'm on like a hiatus or, you know, not interested, then I will try to refer them to someone in the industry in general or locally nice. that will be able to do that. So everyone deserves happiness. Definitely. I, uh, so I met uh, my first male escort recently. Awesome. Yeah. It nice. was, and I felt that before I, before going into it that like I, I felt like anxiety a little bit because I never mm-hmm. I felt like with female escorts there's reviews I kind of I kind of tell if there's a reputable it's person it's so hard to find and non-binary in terms of, and male providers yeah so I was kind of like I I was kind of nervous going into it because I didn't know what to expect or anything um, do you have anxiety when you're meeting somebody new going to somewhere you there's never... always a little bit but I think that's part of what adds to the hype for me okay is just i mean that little element of not yeah. knowing if it's going to be a good or not um it's just sort of like pre-show jitters i guess yeah um, i just get really anxious and i hope that i do my best but i think it, it works on both ends you're meeting a stranger there's not supposed to be yeah. automatic comfort i mean going up to the door you just you're always going to feel that way it's a natural human fight or flight response yeah, that definitely. you're dealing with <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that is, yeah, it is. <laughs> what uh, what do you think your? I know you've been doing it for a while. What do you think your biggest challenge is currently? Currently, <sighs> not running my mouth. <laughs> 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 I want to talk all that shit because I get so many time wasters and just weirdos in my inbox yeah. that the you avail you up how much? <laughs> do you get you up a lot? I is that do. Like, really? <laughs> like three a.m., four a.m. And even if I am up, it's like, I don't know you. Yeah. And back when I was a teenager, I'd have been like, hell yeah, I'm hopping in the car. We're going to do something weird. Yeah. But now I'm just like, I kind of want to live. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's like, I want to blast everybody on Twitter and I will eventually take down the ones that I do roast. Yeah. And I don't put their information out there, but it's like, I get so many of them. <laughs> I'm considering getting like an assistant just so I don't have to look at it because it's what infuriates me the most. But ever since, you know, these new laws, everyone's just been thrown out into, like, the pool, the general population. Yeah. So there used to be places where you could find the good clients, and then there were the mid-level people, and then the people who didn't know what they were doing, and they were just yeah. calling every number they found. My, <laughs> my buddy lives in L.A., and, uh, like, he's been kind of trying to see an escort for a little while, so he'll, like, kind of, like, talk to me about it whenever he's going to mm-hmm. do it. And then he sent me a screenshot, he messaged her. 
in his first message, he was like, hey, how does this work? Oh, no. And I'm like, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes I just take pity because I'm like, some people really just don't know and they don't have anyone to ask. So I try to be more patient than I've ever been. Um, But I don't feel like every person that contacts me is actually new. A lot of people say they are, but there are some of them. I'm like, you've done this. You're just being weird. Yeah. But yeah, that sucks. That's why I got (laughs) it. I was like, dog, this isn't going to work. there are forums, I think, where you can go and look up, like, how to approach. Well, I mean, that's how, that's how, uh, the, I think on the sex workers, uh, Reddit, there's like a, like how to get an escort thing. And And I'll do a. There's etiquette. (laughs) I'll do a solo, I'll do a solo episode on how to get an escort. That would be amazing. People people really need that. People, people find out. They need it from a guy's perspective too. And that nervousness and not sure how to say it. Yeah. Cause I mean, I I really didn't know anything. Like literally I Googled rally escorts when I first started. That's the best bet. But then approaching them is totally different because everyone has a different level of response. Yeah. Whatever you put out there. And yeah, but I mean, I feel like they'll kind of say how also how they want to be contacted, like phone Pretty calls, much. text, email. So. People still keep putting my number out there somehow. I still really? keep getting weird calls and texts, even though I've taken all of that off. I yeah. guess because it's on my Twitter header and my uh, my business card oh, that shit, I posted okay. on there. But it's oh, like, okay, yeah. you know, I don't get a whole lot of that now that it's not on like Erotic Monkey or anything like that. Okay, nice. Some people would call me like six times back to back to back and it's like, I'm not answering you. I saw somebody posted on Twitter the other day. It was like a missed call thing. This dude called her like 28 times. Mm -hmm. It's like, bro. Desperate owner emergency. (laughs) Bro. Real fast. I need it real fast. (laughs) What is she going to say when she sees her phone, dude? I mean, you shouldn't call anyone that many times in a row unless it's an emergency. I guess, yeah. Like, it's like you're somebody, dying. Yeah. That's but just going to be like, one, man. what the fuck, bro? <laughs> like, oh. I was like, your dick emergency does not constitute me rushing or changing my policies. Yeah. Definitely not. Ever. That's where you fucking slip. <laughs> yeah. You can't be slip. Yeah. You got to constant vigilance. But as soon as they, like, watch some porn and jerk off, that all goes away. Like, they've changed their mind completely. It's amazing how that works. Yes. <laughs> their sense eventually comes back. You're like, oh, wait a second. Fuck. And they look at all those you up texts like, oh, that wasn't me. I'm a child of God now in the cold light of day. <laughs> that was me last night. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if I called somebody 28 times if I could ever contact them again. No. With a good conscience. You definitely could not. I couldn't. Even if it was just, you know, someone Even if it was met. my friend for, like, yeah. a long long yeah. time, and I called him 28 times. They would be, be like, like, I hope you got your leg cut off or something. Why'd you call me? Are you yeah. in the hospital? They'd be like, I'll just see what you're up to. God damn it. They'd be like, I'm blocking you. Fuck. What, uh, what do you think, uh, in terms of escorting, what do you think has helped you, like, how has escorting helped you in other aspects of your life, or has it helped you in other aspects of your life, you feel like? Well, I had to learn how to do background checks and how to build websites, how to do admin, you know, how to pose better as a model and what people are looking for in those photo shoots. I mean, it's just made me have a lot more business sense. I've had to do a lot of research on how to do my own taxes and how to, you know, advertise how to build an ad anyway. Yeah. And, you know, how to travel not only on a budget but on like a, a high enough end to where I'm worth the money people are paying for me. Okay. Nice, you know, yeah. what matches that 
and you know having to build a whole persona online and maintain it having to maintain a reputation i feel like that's impressive the, the building a decade yeah <laughs> um the real ogs are the people who did this without internet no yeah. internet just like a, a beeper and like <laughs> yeah whatever i mean i know a few ladies who did used to use uh, you know not yellow pages but they had to use like pay phone phones book. and oh, a beeper or they had a bag phone, the first bag phones. Or they used to work in casinos and just freestyle it and stuff. Fuck. And I was like, that takes a lot of guts. Yeah. And it takes a lot of effort and a lot of rejection and a lot of risk. So, I mean, people are like, oh, it's so hard, even with the internet. It's like, think about... Yeah, before... All, you don't know if you're soliciting a cop. You don't know who you're talking to. Yeah, at You all. don't know if this is going to be your last call. You don't know anything. And you, I mean, this not even like a cop. This could be a fucking murderer. You between you and the general population so you can kind of make a decision fuck kind of go with your instincts on that what uh i know burnout could be a thing in any job how do you make sure that that or how do you stay fresh or make sure that that doesn't happen and has it happened before (laughs) i book a flight and leave the country (laughs) i get out Um, my phone doesn't work overseas because I haven't upgraded to anything that does and I love it. Nice. So I will take anywhere from three days to a week just out. Uh, Before that, I used to just smoke a bunch of weed, put on Netflix, order a pizza and turn my phone off for days. That's exactly what (laughs) I did. Take some baths, drink some beers. (laughs) (laughs) But I think this is a lot healthier if I go on a hike or if I just, you know on a camping trip i don't know get on a flight and go party in another country with some people i don't know that sounds fun it's nice (laughs) (laughs) it works do you uh i always like to ask uh do you have any advice uh for say like any clients that are gonna see anybody do you have any advice for any clients um if you're new just go ahead and get the screening out of the way first just go ahead and present your information and offer a deposit that will get you in the door pretty much every time okay um, whether she takes deposits or not she'll tell you that's it sounds like good when you get there either be showered or be ready to shower most women just don't believe you showered yeah and if you do shower please use the soap and use it real well yeah <laughs> if you want somebody to like lick your body yeah. <laughs> any part of your body <laughs> Shower. Take showers. We're a pro shower here at the Full Service Podcast. Smelling good goes a long way. Yeah. <laughs> but not covering up, like, a stank. <laughs> Gotta hit it with soap. Yeah. Soap is... That's all we really care about. That and making sure the donation is correct. Yeah. That's it. What uh, What about any uh, advice for anybody looking to, like, get into escorting? You can't be easily embarrassed or ashamed or afraid you're either going to have to be in it to win it or you're going to have to sit back and observe. Don't be afraid to, you know, ask for some help or do some reading first Yeah. because this is not for everybody. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of guts, a lot of long hours. It's not easy. And, you know, you're going to have to ask yourself, like, if my family's not cool with it, if my husband's not cool with it, my kids, whatever, am I willing to do what I got to do or am I doing this because this is something for me and if I'm outed I'm outed like (laughs) you know if you're easily embarrassed or afraid of rejection or having every inch of your body inspected and talked about it's probably not for you yeah 
you know, and no one has to be perfect. I was like, people have talked about how god awful my ass is and how I got a lopsided titty or something. I don't know, but I'm just like, I love me enough for both of us, yeah. all of us. So yeah. if you love yourself, then if you love yourself and you love money, come at me. Like, yeah. <laughs> we can be friends. I can help you. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you heard it from here first, guys. <laughs> What, uh, you got anything? I always like to end on something funny. You got anything funny or oh, a good story? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Funny things. Um. Or it could be like the craziest stuff. thing you've ever seen. Um. Crazy stuff that I've seen. I recently went to a very awesome event. It was very private. And, uh, <laughs> some friends were getting in this latex cube <laughs> okay and having the air sucked out it was a, a bdsm thing i've seen and... the i've seen like the like almost like you're in like a rubber mm-hmm. like vacuum it's chamber a vacuum bed but and it's, then they get the mouth cute. yeah but the their head and neck were out but i mean the way that it was it ended up making a great target practice for some people for <laughs> water sports <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> and one guy <laughs> couldn't perform so at the end guy gets out of the cube and like they hug it out and he's like sorry i was just you know i had pee shyness you know i'll get you next time bro and they just like hugged it out and i think that was just like the most wholesome bdsm experience i've had so far like, bro i want to pee on you so bad I but i could so bad and he was like no worries man i love you and it was just it was so wholesome <laughs> But yeah, I'm in a I'm in such a good place right now that you actually caught me at a good time in my life. Nice. Um, I'm in a wonderful relationship and I'm very happy. And my friend who is you know overseas with her family, um, she's actually let me kind of be a stand-in for her kids, which oh, sweet. is a lot of responsibility and it's a lot of trust. And I have a lot of people that trust me right now, and okay. you know my clients trust me a lot. And I'm just very thankful. That's so awesome. I'm very happy. I'm very blessed. Very thankful. Fuck yeah. So good. Every day is a good day. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to plug yourself? Tell the people where they can find you, or they'll, they'll... I'm on the Twitter for sure. The Twitter. GF Alexis R. You're GF Alexis R. I'm there every day, all day. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You heard it here. Alexis, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks. You're awesome. And listeners, fucking like, subscribe, review. Keep listening. That's the most important part. Uh, we will see you later. That was my uh, interview with Alexis Reynolds. Shout out, shout out to Alexis. Alexis, I appreciate you coming to the podcast. That was a lot of fun. Uh, listeners, that has been episode six. Episode six is in the books. Uh, if you haven't already, follow Alexis um, on Twitter and Instagram. Her uh, Twitter is your GF Alexis R. Her uh, Instagram is model Jordan Sin, and I'll put a links to uh, her like websites um, in the Libsyn page. So go check those out. Um, but yeah, thanks to Alexis. That was dope. Um, We'll be back next week. Episode 7. I got another interview coming at you. Uh, interview. It's going to be hot. It's uh, with Seductive Storm. Uh, she is the CEO of Taken by Storm. Uh, she's worked in, uh, as an escort for 18 years. Her company, Taken by Storm, does web design. She does web consulting, marketing. She does screening for people, mentorships, photography, 
She specializes in SEO, so I'm, I'm excited to talk to her about it. Uh, it's, it's a dope interview. It's a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> thanks for checking out the podcast. Subscribe. Whatever podcast platform you're coming to us for, you can just subscribe on that. Uh, if you can give a rating, give a rating. Uh, if you're, if you listen to us on, uh, Apple, iTunes, fucking hit us with that five star. <laughs> Write a review, you know, I mean, put a, put a smile on my face, you know, just make me wake up and be like, oh my God, what a, that review was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but nah, tell your friends, whatever, uh, tell your, tell your pastor, tell your pastor at church, tell them hey, full service, you gotta check this out. Uh, <laughs> tell everybody, uh, <laughs> but no, I appreciate you listening right to the podcast, you know, let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what we need to fix. Let us know what's up. Full service pod at gmail.com. Um, if you want to see a stand up comedy show, um, I'll be at the gaslight in Roswell tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, 8 PM. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> Well, no. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. That is, this has been episode six. We will be back next Tuesday, episode seven. I've been Tank Smith. This is full service. Later. Full service.